0: Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews, as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi,
1: guys. Welcome back to My Opinion and another amazing episode of Motivation Monday. Today, I have a really cool guest who has done so much and is doing so much and is coming from us from my like homeland, from Switzerland. Welcome, Leslie Kuster, to the show. Leslie, welcome to My Opinion. Oh,
2: thank you for having me here. I can't wait to get going and talking about some great stuff.
1: I was so excited to have you here. And it's so cool that you are in Switzerland. A lot of my listeners know that I am actually Swiss. So that is so cool. Like we're already connecting on that, but we have so much to unpack here. Leslie, you are the founder of Back From Bali, which is an amazing clothing line. And I want to talk about that clothing brand, but you are first, we're going to talk about your book that's coming out in the fall. So tell us a little bit about this book. It's Seven Keys to Seven Figures. Tell me the full title, though. There's a little bit more to unpack there.
2: Yeah, sure. So it's called Seven Keys to Seven Figures, The Women Entrepreneur's Guide to Money and Freedom. And I wrote this book because I was that woman who was not making even six figures, okay? And I ended up bringing my business from five figures Mm -hmm. to multiple millions. And I started to reflect on how in the world did I do this? Like, how did this happen? Because I did not really have a business background. Um, I didn't even have a design background in terms of fashion. I don't even know how to sew, for example. But I somehow was able to do this. So I started to really reflect on, Like, what are the main keys that one needs to do to really achieve success and achieve the kind of life you want and and to achieve money and freedom, which is what so many women entrepreneurs really want. We we become entrepreneurs a lot of times just so we can have more freedom. But what also ends up happening sometimes is, first of all, you don't have as much freedom as you had hoped you would have and may not even have as much money to be able to have more freedom that you hope you should have. So that is the reason why I wrote this book. It's really to inspire and help other women to be able to do this because I'm just, was a normal woman entrepreneur, not doing great. And I managed to make it great. And there are things to know of how to do it.
1: I love that, Leslie. Thank you for sharing that. And I think you've brought up so many great points. Thank you for being vulnerable too. Like, I just want to thank you off, like- Right out of the gate, because I think there's so many people, there's so much junk, I like to say, right? <laughs> in my opinion, out there on social media that we see and we're inundated with it. We're like, how to make six figures in a month and how to do this and how to do that. So I appreciate your vulnerability. It's really my brand and my listeners know this too. I'm out there and I'm very honest. And I think it'll be refreshing for them to hear your story. And I love that you're saying, I wasn't making six figures. I was making five figures and I was like trying to make it all work. And, but where was my freedom? And I thought I was going to have freedom. And, you know, I thought I was going to be making this money, but then something hit and I got to that seven figures, and then multiple, and we're going to talk about that story. I'm so excited to share this because I think it's really inspirational. I think it can make women feel not inspired. I think it's the other way around when we're seeing all this stuff on social media and all these stories where it's like, I can help you get there in a week or I can, it feels overwhelming for women instead of inspirational. So again, thank you for your vulnerability. I'm excited to unpack this. So tell us a little bit about where you were you were making five figures. Was this when you launched Back from Bali, the clothing brand? Like tell walk us through your story. I'm so intrigued by this.
2: You know, I started my business like over 30 years ago. And the reason why I started it was for freedom. So I had been working in New York City in a public relations job not liking it very much. And I ended up traveling and having a wonderful time in Indonesia and and visited the island of Bali, which was so beautiful. And then I had to return back to real life again. And I was looking through the newspaper, which is what you did back then, to find a job And I just didn't want a job. I just felt it. There's just no way I wanted to work again in a company and go up in elevators in New York City and ride on subways and all that stuff. And I just had a light bulb moment where I remembered the clothing that I had seen there. Beautiful, colorful, wonderful uh, children's clothing, because that's how I, I started my business. And I literally jumped on an airplane and went back to Bali bought clothing stuffed it into big you know packs and everything and slept it back to new york city and did street fairs and that is how i launched my business so my business was launched from the desire for freedom and for not having to work for somebody else so for many many years i did have freedom so i was able to work from home i was able to have vacations or do basically what i wanted to do But after quite a long time of this, and I'm telling you 20 years of this, okay, where life was really pretty good. I had the business. I made some money. I had a great relationship. I had a husband. I really didn't have to work that hard. But after about 20 years of that, I started to feel, well, this is kind of interesting. I have freedom, but I actually don't have a feeling of empowerment and strength and ability to really earn big bucks. I've never experienced those experiences before. And I knew that I had it in me to do better than I was doing. And I was playing really small because it was super comfortable and I can go to my yoga classes and I could meet my friends, you know, on the Bahnostrasse, you mentioned Switzerland. So that's the main street and in Zurich and we can go for hot chocolate. And, you know, I had a really cushy life, but inside of me, I was starting to feel like I was a failure, honestly, and really disappointed in where I was. And honestly too, and you, you mentioned being vulnerable and I think it's important. I was feeling envious also of other women I saw or other people in relationships I saw. And I just, I just didn't feel good any longer. And with that feeling, I made a really conscious decision that I was not waking up on my next birthday not doing $100,000 a year, that there was just no way that was happening. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but the decision
1: was made and that's what happened. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that last part about feeling envious, because I think sometimes... We aren't honest with ourselves because we feel shame in some of those emotions. But I think when we are honest about those emotions and we just bring them up, it doesn't mean we have to give a lot of life to them and continue on. We identify them and we do what you just did, Leslie. And we say, okay, what are, what am I going to do about that? okay, by my next birthday or by the end of this year or whatever it is for you, right? I will be making this or I will accomplish this. That is the healthy way, in my opinion, of dealing, because we do, we give opinions on this show, of dealing with something like this, right? So I love that you set that goal for yourself, but I think a, a key takeaway about what you just said Is that, you know, we can be going along in life and we can be comfortable with what we're doing, but if we're not feeling completely fulfilled and there's those emotions bubbling up and we're not feeling good about ourselves, there's something missing. And there was for you, you wanted to hit that six figure mark. And so you put that out there, but there's another step to it that I always say is that with vision, you have to have clarity. And so you were very clear about what you wanted and you put it out there. And I think clarity is important. Wouldn't you say so?
2: Absolutely. Actually, back to the book for a moment, you know, the key number one is wanting it. And that was my first step is knowing what I wanted and being honest with myself about what it is I wanted. Because I think, not I think, I know for many, many years, I was kind of lying that having that level of success was important to me. I really kind of said it wasn't important to me because I'm not that kind of person of what I thought a successful woman was supposed to look like. She was, it would be too busy or she would be this or she, she would be that. And I didn't want to be that person. But what I started to realize was that that was just a mindset And I was just keeping myself very, very small. So the first step was really wanting it. And then the second step is very similar to what you just said about clarity, and I just call it focus. I got super, super focused, and that was really what changed everything because I actually was running two businesses at the same time, so it wasn't that I was a lazy person, but I was not focused, and I wasn't really clear about what it is that I really wanted, and once the 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 wanting got clear and once the focus got clear, it's like the path just started to open up.
1: Yes, I completely understand that. I swear I have not read your notes, Leslie. I've not read your book. I don't know. It's not out yet. I swear I haven't read it, guys. It's not out till fall 2022. But that's so it, it's interesting though, because I relate to this. And I think any woman out there that has gone through that transformation will understand this. And if you haven't, and you're feeling kind of like, I'm not getting to that next step. I'm excited for your book, Leslie, because this is amazing. And thank you for sharing this. Yeah. It's, it's important to be vulnerable. Hey everyone. It's Maya, the host of the, my opinion podcast, the leadership podcast for women. I hope you're enjoying this incredible episode of the podcast. Now you can learn more about leadership and how to be the leader of your life. You can click on the show notes right now and download your guide on how to be the leader of your life written by me, Maya Roffler. We'll go over the four pillars of how to be the leader of your life. We'll review your values, your mission, not only your purpose, but your purposes and your vision. And as a bonus within the guide, you will actually get a 15 minute complimentary call with me, Maya, to talk about how you can become the leader of your life. So download the guide right now and enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. So you hit that six figure mark. So what was next for you in your journey?
2: Yeah. And it's funny how we set these marks. And then, you know, I remember actually when I, I think maybe when I did hit six figures, which was very soon, it was that year. It was before that birthday it happened. Amazing. And I remember saying to my dad at the time, you know, if I do, if I get to 250,000, that will be perfect, you know? Well, it doesn't work like that. It didn't work like that for me. You know, you start to build and build and build and you start to see the possibilities of what it can be, that there's no reason. And you start to learn the systems of how to build a business. Um, My business is e-commerce. So I manufacture and design clothing in Bali, Indonesia, but I bring them back into the U.S. And then the clothing is sold through my website or sold on Amazon. So that's how I sell. So you start to learn. And this is really what is so important is, is I really believe that being an entrepreneur is having a PhD in life because there are so many different aspects you need to learn as you're building a business. And you start to learn that there are tricks and there's ways and there's systems. It's not, it's not that it's easy, but there are there is a path to follow. And I think when you're also a beginner or or starting a new business, it just feels very overwhelming. You don't know what to do. You don't know what is right, what is wrong. You don't know what direction to go into. There's so many things and marketing and emails and products and programs and whatever you're doing. But truthfully, there is a way to go from A to B and B to C and C to D and D and onwards like this. And this is one of the secrets to success is understanding that there is actually a path and a way to do this.
1: I love that. Yeah. I think anyone listening to this, any of you guys that are trying to start a business or have started one and like you're stuck at B to C or C to D or wherever you are in your journey, because I'm raising my hand. I've been there, and and it will happen as I continue along in my journey as I'm building not only one business but more than one, which is a whole other podcast, right, Leslie? Like that's a whole other thing. But you know, I think it does become overwhelming because once you're in a growth mode or even just getting to A and you're starting out, it's like you exactly you put it beautifully, like there's marketing. And then if I've got a product versus, you know, a service, which we're going to talk about, cause you are awesome at this, you yeah. do both, which is great. And you know, it's like, where do I even start? Do I start posting on social media all the time? Or do I pick Amazon or do I host my own website or how do people find me? And then you're like, ah, and then I find what a lot of women do. They don't even start. They don't even yeah. get to a, right? And that breaks my heart. So I'm going to ask you this, Leslie, what advice do you have? I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but what advice do you have for women that get so overwhelmed like that and they don't even start? Because that's something that I see all the time and it breaks my heart because I feel like that's half the battle, just just start. What's your advice on that?
2: I mean, the reason why I was able to change from the you know the five figures to to where I, I i became is because i hired a coach to help me do it and so this is the fastest and the smartest way to build a business is to find somebody i like to say find someone who is where you want to be and was where you are now so in particular for me in e-commerce i hired someone who really knew the e-commerce space and who was already had been successful in it. And those are the kind of people you want to hire. Now, sometimes though, especially at the beginning, and you don't have the money to do it, there are other ways to do it as well, because there is so much free stuff out there. But you need to focus in on one person or one source of free stuff because then you're just running from this person to this person, to this person, to this person. So you can just start with the the free advice, the free course, how to start a business. There's a lot of free things out there. But the point is you can't do it by yourself. And that's really what I'm trying to say. So whatever, wherever you are financially, if you can hire, that's the best way to do it. If you can't hire, there's still ways to get the guidance, but you can't do it by yourself. And you're not going to be able to figure it out by yourself either because you don't know what you don't know. You have no idea what you don't know. And therefore, you can't find what you don't know. You can't find the answer.
1: Perfectly said. Again, Leslie, I love that, and that's so true. Because again, I'm going to go back to this social media, YouTube culture that we're in. We are being inundated every day with take my course, take my free lesson, take this, take that. So I love your advice about picking, you know, who you want to follow and really look at what they've accomplished. Like, is that where you would love to see yourself? Is that, you know, if you're doing e-commerce? that. Follow that person, but don't start following five other e-commerce people because it's going to be really confusing for you. And they each have a different style and a different way to go about it. And you've got to follow one trajectory to get to where you want to go. And it's going back to what we were talking about with clarity and you call it focus. It's you know one and the same. And that's going to keep you on the right path. And I love that advice. So please take that, you guys. That is, that is just beautiful advice. And I wish I had gotten advice like that from someone like you, Leslie, early on, I'm sure you wish you did too, because I was like a course junkie years ago yeah. when I first decided to go out. I was like, yeah, I'll take her free course. Yeah. You too. Great. I'll take yours as well. Now I know much better. I'm like, no. And same thing you said, I can really owe it all to jumping on with a coach every time that I want to go to the next level. I'm like, nope, I need, I need some help. I need some mentorship. And I think that's also a testament to being vulnerable and saying, you know, oh, I need some help and going to the next level. I think that's really, really great. So for you, is that all it took for you to get to those, the seven figure level? I mean, how long was that experience for you? I mean, I'm sure there was a lot to it, but kind of walk us through that journey. You had a coach. What else was going on with you as you go? Yeah, I
2: had had a coach. I made the decision. I uh, focused on one of the businesses. I hired a a coach uh, and then I just really buckled down in it. You then start to hit a lot of mindset stuff. And you know, as you're starting to build something, your identity is really changing. And I think this is also a really important part. And I, I kind of mentioned it before because I was earlier I had seen myself sort of as not that kind of person, not someone who was into corporate or building big, you know, big careers or making lots of money and, and working really hard and all that. And so as you start to build a business and you start to make money and you start to really start to get into more leadership as well, where you're hiring VAs or other things, your whole identity is starting to shift as well. And that is a good thing, but that's also can be a scary thing at the same time. And I'll just like share a a story here, which is had to do with um, money and it had to do with being more honest about money because there, there's, there's a lot of shaming and shame around talking about money and women who make a lot of money or women who brag or so-called brag about making money. And I think there's so much, um, shame and also just it's just not looked positively upon to even speak about money, and especially if you're you're a woman, it's not very feminine, and all those kind of things. And I think that really does a disservice to women because if we don't start speaking about money, how much money we make, what the sales are of our business, the the, the beautiful home that we just bought, the life that we're living, all that, then we can't be really um, inspiration to other women. We're hiding it. You know, and we're also making it look like we're, you know, nobody even knows what you did. And I think we need to be really vulnerable about it. And so this was something I decided to do, um, which is I decided to post uh, when I hit the seven figure mark. And it was really a scary thing to do, to do that, because what do people think? And do they think I'm bragging and what, you know, all those kind of things. And But I thought it was important to do in order to inspire other people. What happened was my husband ended up going out for dinner with one of his closest friends. And his friend said to him, Hines, I I don't know if I should bring this up, but I just saw Leslie's post on Facebook. And I have to tell you, I was shocked. He said, I didn't think she was that kind of person. Wow. And I'm so happy my husband came back and told me that because I was like, this is going in my book. Yes. (laughs) Another story for the books, right? This is like, my God, what a great example of shaming, you know, of shaming. And this is really what women are faced with when they start to really stand on their own feet and be like, I could buy that million dollar place. You know, I can do this. I can do that. I'm that kind of person. It's not the identity of what maybe this man thought I should be, or even what other people might be thinking. So I just think this is really important. So this is something really, it was very powerful thing that I had heard that. But I think it's really important to share that story because there is so much money shaming for women. And I'm kind of on a mission actually to, to uh, change that and to really even give women the freedom to say that they that they don't just want money even, that, but that they love money. You know, money is not good, it's not bad, it's not positive, it's not negative. It's just an energy and it's just something that you can use. But truthfully, money does give women power and money does give women independence. And if you don't have independence, if you are really financially dependent on Anybody else, whoever it is, a father or a mother or a husband or a spouse, then you are never really standing on your own feet. And you don't ever really have control and power over your own life. So that is another reason why I really believe in entrepreneurship for women. So they can be independent and they can really empower themselves. And that is what I learned from having a successful business that I did not have before.
1: I am just loving you, Leslie. I'm loving you. One of the quotes that I say, and I have this somewhere tucked into my website is that, um, and a couple of, of women that I've been on their podcast, they often will quote me on this. I say that financial independence for women is imperative because it is like, right? Mic drop right there. In my opinion, It's imperative. It is a non-negotiable. And I don't care where you are in your life. And I just think it's so important. So what you have shared with, with those statements right there, just so important. And if you guys take nothing else away, please take that away from this conversation. Because it is so true. And thank you for sharing that story. And I am a fan of your husband. I love him already because <laughs> I love that he felt that he could come back and share that. I mean, that's a testament to your relationship right there. So guys, if your spouse is not coming back and telling me things like that, that's a whole other conversation. Right. But <laughs> I mean, cause I know my husband would share that with me too. And that's why we have the relationship that we have, but you know, a wonderful thing that he said that to you great content for the book. Love that too. Awesome content, but you're right. We are up against it as women with so many different things, but money is something we don't often talk about. And I love that you're bringing it up. Cause I don't know. We've, I've talked about it on the podcast from time to time, but not, I don't think in this perspective and yeah, it's like, what I want to bring this up. You know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. I don't think my husband has ever like hesitated because he's a chef. We're in very different careers and similar in some ways, but, you know, he's never really he- hesitated when he goes on to a different role, like to share, like with his family or friends, like what he's making, you know, what his, you know, if he's going to have equity or this or whatever he's doing in something. And I always was like thinking, you know, that's interesting. But like, as we were talking, I'm like, oh, cause he's a guy. Cause that, that's okay. That's acceptable to talk about that and be open about it. Cause if it's a great deal for him, it's, you know, that's okay. If it's not, then I think about myself and I'm like, as I'm, cause I invest in real estate, I do a couple different things, you know, not just a one, one show pony here. Right. So I don't talk about those things openly. I'm yeah. learning to get better about it, Leslie. Right. I'm like, I'm learning, but I was kind of taught not to do that. Right. But my husband has a whole different perspective, like to do that. So isn't that fascinating? And we do need to change that. That needs to change because money is power and it can, it's a positive thing though. And I don't know why it's, it's a negative thing, but it's a positive thing for us, and I think women really want to make money to do positive things. So why are we not talking about it? Well, we're talking yeah. about it right now with Leslie. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. We're talking about it right now, and th- that's a per- what you just said is a perfect example of it. it. It's just not considered very feminine. That's that's the reason why, and we we want to be- women want to be liked. Um, when you start talking about money, then what happens is money is so loaded because we all have what I like to call money stories, which is basically the stories you've learned about money from growing up. And no matter who you are, you have a money story. So if, like, for example, my money story from that I learned from my my mother and my my father was that A value of a man is to make money and a value of a woman is to marry a man who makes money. Okay, that that was pretty much the value I was taught about money. So it makes sense that I never really strived to make money because what I was needed to strive for is a man who was going to give it all to me. So everybody has money stories. And we need to really like unpack them and get honest about what they are because whatever your money story is, it is affecting your life right now. Whether you're making money or not making money, the reason why is because of your mindset around around money. I mean, even if you are making a lot of money, it could be also, you know, you're, you're, you're fearful. It could be many other reasons too. We have to get really honest. But the the whole thing about women and speaking about money—it's just not accepted at all. And I think this really, really needs to needs to change. Brooke Castillo—I don't know if you know who she is—but she's um she has also a podcast. She's she's a super coach. She does fifty million a year in coaching. Okay, fifty million—we're talking very successful. And she did a really interesting podcast on money. And how she receives all these emails from women who say things like, "Dear Brooke, I really love you and I love your podcast, but will you please stop speaking about money? It's not very nice." <laughs> you know, things wow. like, "Wow, wow," you know, and it's just the way we are kind of brought up that we're not supposed to be speaking about it. If we don't speak about it, if we don't get this out, if we keep this hidden in the closet, we're never going to have it. And as you said before, money is imperative, financial independence. It's not a choice, women. It is not a choice and i don't care where you are if you're standing in a situation where you're really poor or if you're standing in a situation where your husband or whoever is you know creates millions it doesn't matter where you are there you must create your own money and your own your own wealth in your life i have way too many rich quote rich friends girlfriends who don't know where the money is they have no idea.
1: Isn't they it don't know how to. Isn't that scary?
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. And this is very, very common. And what happens when when he, you divorce? What happens when he gets sick? What have you know? All these things puts women in such a vulnerable position. So, love money, want money, and talk about it.
1: Yeah. And it and you know, I think again, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're in or if you're in the middle or whatever, like it needs to be talked about and you need to be aware of your personal financial independent situation because it's imperative, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Leslie, I just mic drop moment there because I love this. And we're gonna keep talking about money on this show too. So if it makes you uncomfortable. Um, that's something you need to look inside on because you're absolutely right. Every single woman that comes on this show talks about mindset in one way or another. It does not matter what she does. So that means something, in my opinion. Well, before we close out, we have to talk about this because I know there's a lot of women that listen to the show that are either trying to launch a business, have launched a business, but there's a big difference between having a physical product and having a service. And I've done both. And you do both and you're successful at both. So can you give some advice and talk a little bit about the difference um, of each? Leslie, that would be so amazing for my audience.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I would say women... Generally, lean towards a a service based business. That you, you, I mean, coaches is is a good example of yep. service based business. Oh yeah, <laughs> Must it, you, everybody knows. You know, I don't know what the percentage is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a ninety percent or ninety five percent of of coaches out there are women. So that's where they lean towards because we are good with relationships. And this is something that just comes really naturally to us. And we also naturally want to help and we want to give and all of that. But I think that women should open their minds a little bit more to also consider a product-based business as well, uh, because it's actually a lot of fun and there's wonderful opportunities out there to create your own brand and your own products as well. And also it's a little bit of a, almost an easier business, a product-based business. you as a service-based business, you're very much you are the brand, okay? And so you are going live, you are doing videos, you are posting, you're having photo shoots taken of your face, right? You are really the brand. And so you always have to be there. In a product based business, you can be the face of the brand as well, but you're you're not really. It's really your products that are that are that are that people are buying mostly, okay. And you don't have to be as visible, and I think this is one of the biggest difference between the two. And being visible, okay, because this is now what I'm doing. I'm here with you on the podcast. I do videos. I do live things. You know, I become very, very visible. And having my product based business where I'm not as visible is a very big difference as well. Um, and. Being visible, and this is a whole other podcast, which I also love to talk about visibility. Visibility is not easy, okay? Being the face of your business all the time is not easy. You have to put on makeup. Well, you don't have to if you're under 30, maybe. But most women, they put on makeup and they do their hair and they figure out what to wear. And then, then they have to buy the lighting. And you know, there's a lot involved in it. In a product-based business, it's a whole other story. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of opportunities in it, um, to in, into building brands these days. I think a product-based business is a fantastic business to have because you can make money while you sleep. And that is such a cool thing.
1: I am so glad you ended with that. I was like, oh, I hope she mentions that in there. Yes, Leslie. That's awesome. Yes. I agree with you 100% because I've had both, and it's really cool to wake up and have sales made, and you didn't have to do a two-hour live or sit there, right? Um, and be the face of the brand. And I do enjoy, you know, doing my lives and engaging with people, and being a part of the brand. But there is something really cool about creating a product and having it out there and having people enjoy it. And what's really cool too is that you have these people that become like your ambassadors for you because they loved your product so much. So it really carries on, but. I think what you're saying is very valuable and I hope you guys find this valuable as well because it's something you got to be really cognizant of because if you're going to be the face of the brand and you're going to it's kind of a 24/7 thing like you're you've got to be committed to it and not that having a product based, you know, uh, company isn't, you know, you're working a lot, but guess what? As you grow, you can hire a team to do all that stuff that you don't like to do as much. So you don't have to put on makeup every day and do those things. So I'm following you, Leslie, in my opinion, I agree. And I don't think we have enough um, women entrepreneurs out there that are doing product-based. I do not think that we do. And there is a huge space for it. I mean, you see it on Shark Tank, you know, there's a lot of men doing products. There's some women, but we need more of you guys out there. And I work with a couple of different clients that focus on entrepreneurs. I'm an, an event logistics owner as well. I have a business with that. And it fascinates me, you know, some of the women that are coming out with products now. And I'm like, yes, more, more, let's do yeah, this. So, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I love that. Cause you're right. It, it, e-commerce was very much a man's space. Oh, probably, yeah. You know, totally. I totally agree. Even a lot of, I would say most of the e-commerce teachers out there and gurus, whatever, coaches, are, are men still. Uh, but there is a lot of opportunity for women and to build brands. And the one thing I will just say is that brand building is a whole other story these days and very different than when I started uh, launching products. When I started launching products on Amazon, it was very much only about the product Where Now it really has to be about the brand. And what that means is really serving your customer and who your customer is and the problem you're solving for your customer. Um, And so it's really shifted a lot, this business, from just product focus and, you know, let me find a product to sell to who am I serving. Uh, And that is really the direction now in e-commerce is brand building.
1: Right. And that's, I mean, that's some great advice too, to really think about that what is your product doing? What what problem is it solving? And who are you helping? Like, this is gold, Leslie. So I'm going to ask you one more question then we'll close out by reminding everyone where they can find you and find the book when it comes out in the fall. But what advice, you've given so much advice already. What advice would you give Um, these amazing women. And we do have some guys that listen to the podcast too, which is amazing. Hi guys. guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Cheers to them, right? (laughs) We love guys. (laughs) I know. What advice would you give them about stepping into leadership for the first time or really stepping into that moment of wanting to go from the five figures to six figures, seven figures, or, you know, those challenges? What's a nugget of advice that maybe you haven't shared yet?
2: Pay yourself is my advice to you. Uh, a lot of times, when you're starting a business, maybe there's not a lot of money, or you, you know, you make some money, but then it all goes into your expenses, or it goes into you know something else, your whatever your website or whatever your advertising. Make sure you start a business where you're paying yourself. This is the most important and whether even if you're paying a very small amount, it doesn't matter, but just the psychological and emotional, you know, effect of paying yourself will will actually give you more energy to go forward. And one of the best finance books I've ever read is called Profit First and it's written by Mike Michalowicz and I highly recommend that book for any any business owner, new medium or old business owners called profit first. And it teaches you to pay yourself first and to always pay yourself. So that would that would really be my advice.
1: So two pieces of great advice right there. Thank you so much. We'll we'll get that book and tag it in there. I'm familiar with that book. So Leslie, tell us where we can find your amazing clothing, obviously we can find on Amazon, your website, but tell us your website, tell us where we can find the book. I know it comes out in the fall. Tell us all that good stuff where we can connect with you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. So clothing wise, um, check out Back From Bali on Amazon or backfrombali.com. But if you're a Prime member, Amazon, you have free shipping and all that, which is great. I have beautiful summer clothes, fall clothes, winter clothes, so check it out. And then in terms of the book consulting courses I offer. My name, lesliecooster.com. I have a free ebook. It's called Seven Sabotaging Mistakes Most Women Entrepreneurs Make. So do grab that book. And you can always find me also on all social media too. I love to help women. I love to help inspire women. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. That's what I want to be doing. So thanks for this opportunity.
1: Oh, thank you, Leslie. You've been so inspiring. Thank you so much. And such a breath of fresh air. It's so fun to connect with someone who is into clothing like me. (laughs) I don't often get to do that. That's so amazing. And is in Switzerland. So thank you for being here. This has been awesome.
2: My pleasure.
1: And thank you guys so much for listening to My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.